T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. There might be a little light at the end of the tunnel that is new car prices. In the middle of summer, the average cost of a new car went over $46,000. J.D. Power reports these prices are finally starting to drop a bit. As car dealers are getting more inventory, more new cars to sell on their lots. But are we ever going to see prices even close to where they used to be before we ever heard of pandemics or supply chain issues? To get some answers, we're joined by the car pro, Jerry Reynolds. He's in the KRLD Zoom room. Jerry, thanks for the time. Hey, bad. Good to see you guys. We've seen drops in home prices because sales are down and interest rates are higher. How much of what we're seeing in that is similar to what's going on with cars? Well, we got two things going on at one time. We've got more inventory coming in that is available to the public. Most of the dealers have more vehicles on their lot right now than they've had in over a year and a half. But at that same time, we're also seeing lower demand for new cars. And that's one reason, real simple, it's interest rates. I mean, interest rates make payments go up and people were already stretched when they had to get a new car. So, you know, a lack of demand, more inventory, that means that there will probably be more incentives coming on. Uh, and I would say typically December is the month of the year where the incentives are biggest. We don't know what we'll see, but I expect it to be up. So yeah, prices are gonna drop. And uh, that hesitation, obviously the incentives work. Um, is refinancing something that would be an option for people in the future, you think, if uh, if we see a change in those interest rates? Or or what is your advice to them? Yeah, people that are paying 5 or 6% today, you know, if, if the Fed takes the prime rate down and interest rates drop, you know, in a year or so, they could probably look at, at cutting their uh, interest rate by two to three points and refinancing it. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's been so difficult for people who had to have a new car. They're the ones that I felt the sorriest for, you know, their car just laid down or it got stolen or mostly what I see is people's cars getting totaled out and they had to get out into the market. Well, for a while, if you had a trade-in, you could stand it because trade values were way up also, but those people who had a car totaled, they had no trade in and they had to go out and pay MSRP and oftentimes more. And in a lot of cases, they didn't have a big down payment in, in order to help, you know, alleviate some of the, some of that pain as well. Are you seeing more people are just holding on to their 
old cars and fixing them up as much as they can so they can avoid getting into the whole new sh car shopping thing? Yeah, I think uh, everybody's in a wait and see mode. If if you just absolutely don't have to trade cars right now, I see a lot of people saying, well, I'm going to look at it next year. And But again, sometimes things happen that thrust you into the market just immediately, you know, and, and I, I think we will see people waiting some. Uh, there was a lot of pent-up demand after COVID, and there was no supply of cars. So a lot of people put it off and put it off, and they finally just threw their hands up and gave up and said, I'm just going to go get a new car. I'm just going to step out and pay for it. And I, I'm not seeing that right now. As far as uh, any makes and models, uh, have any dealerships made um, any big decisions to maybe end a certain model just because of the shortage or the or the 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 demand or lack of um, in the industry? Are we seeing any kind of uh, you know reflection from that from the dealers? You know, Toyota and Honda are still struggling badly with the shortages. And their inventory has not gone up. Everything that's coming in to them, it's pre-sold. Uh, and, and the outlook for that changing really isn't very good. Uh, when I looked at the sales numbers that we just got in from October, some of the car companies were up from a year ago, but a year, a year ago numbers were pretty dismal. So that increased inventory is going to help. Uh, and, and we've got this transition everybody's dancing with going to electric cars and we've got more electric cars coming onto the market all the time uh, i've reviewed i don't know 10 this year probably and it's only november and i've got one this week so you know those kind of things that's a different dynamic those cars take more microchips than a gasoline engine car and people are still struggling with that i mean here in, in Dallas-Fort Worth, people are really struggling with it because we don't have enough chargers for people, you know, to use and, and, and it's not convenient for a lot of folks. So this is an ongoing situation, but really, uh, Kristen, nobody's made any, any major changes. It's just the addition of everybody trying to jump into this electric car fray. You talk about electric cars, are drivers ready to invest in electric cars. I know there are Tesla owners that swear by them, but that that's kind of a big hump to jump over to stop pumping gas and plug it yeah, in. Yeah, it is. And, you know, people don't take into consideration that typically you got to check your insurance rates because electric car insurance typically skyrockets. And so you got to watch that. The, the home charger, which you have absolutely got to have if you're going to have an electric car. Uh, the cost of those can be a lot of money depending on your situation. I've seen cases where people had to get their garage wired for $240, and that cost $10,000 plus the cost of the charger itself, which is around $3,000. So you're going to invest another $13,000 in a charger. Your interest rates are going to go up. Electric cars are more expensive than gas cars to begin with. People are starting to really look. And one thing I've noticed just in the past, oh, probably month, because I monitor auction prices every Wednesday morning, Tesla values have plummeted. They are off big time. 
And, you know, why is that? I don't know. I mean, people may be hesitant uh, to make that that move. You know, a lot of people thought I'll buy used Tesla and test the waters, uh, but they've been so high until recently that, you know, somebody could go buy a really nice brand new gasoline powered car for less money than a, you know, a two-year-old Tesla. So I, th I think people are really starting to believe this is real. It's not just a fluke. And they're trying to wrap their heads around that decision. I, where I see it shaking out uh, until there's a lot more, lot more chargers where you could actually take a trip in electric. I see most families having one gas car and one electric car. And then we'll see. But with all the electrics that are coming, there is going to be a glut of a brand new electric cars within the next year, is my prediction. Question for you on, on something uh, relative, but uh, a little bit off of what we're talking about. So Tesla, um, uh, for example, there are a lot of people who have electric vehicles in Florida that when the hurricane passed through, either they were driving in high waters or their car got flooded out and that caused some major issues. It's, is that just social media talking or is that a real danger driving in flooded waters? Obviously that's a no-no to begin with, but in this emergency situation, um, is it more dangerous to do that in an electric car? Oh, big time, big time. Water and electricity just don't mix very well. And the corrosion that occurs and all the wiring that's in those cars, uh, if they get water up to the bottom of the car, at that point, the batteries are saturated. And these batteries are huge and weigh thousands of pounds. So, yeah, it's a real problem in, in areas like that for sure. And then the other thing that's really starting to spook people, and I'm getting questions on this, is fire danger with electric cars. Ask any fireman that's ever put out a fire in an all-electric car what it's like and how much water's got to be put on it and how long it takes to get it out. And boy, this is going to, as these things get more popular, this is going to be another really big issue. We are seeing mandates from states and the entire EU saying there, everything's got to be all-electric within the next couple of decades. Is it moving too quickly? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, you know... I always liken it to cell phones back in the mid-80s when they first came out. They didn't last very long. They were big and bulky and heavy, and the the time on battery was very short. And we're still in the infancy of electric cars. And they'll get better down the road. I don't know how long that's going to take. Um, you know, a lot of, to me today, if if I were in the market for a brand new car, I would search out the best hybrid I could find. That way, if I can't get to a charge, if I need to go across country, I'll use that battery until it, you know, until it runs out and then gasoline takes over and you're on your way. I think that's the short-term answer. Long-term, yeah, I think electrics are coming. They put, and, and the automakers better hope they're coming because the money they're putting into these things and how many they say they're going to build uh, boy, I tell you what, the, their fear should be, and it hasn't seemed to affect them yet, is anytime there's brand new hot technology, there's always those first adopters. And once we run through all the first adopters that get their electric car, 
and then find out, you know what, this isn't for me. And I think that's why I see so many low mileage Teslas go through the auction. I see a ton of them, a hundred or more a week just here in Dallas, uh, Teslas with less than 5,000 miles that people have gotten rid of. And you just wonder what all the various reasons are. Throwback to just one second, we were talking about new car sales and, and how the prices may start dropping a little bit. How is this going to affect the used car market then? It's already affected it. I've seen prices drop uh, six to seven weeks in a row. I kind of thought it would be an overnight uh, drop in used cars, but it hasn't been. It's been a very slow, steady drop in prices across the board. And it doesn't... It, Cars under 50,000 have held on pretty well. But boy, you get into the luxuries, you get into the Mercedes and the Lexus and the Teslas and the Porsches, Mercedes, the, the bottom has really come out of those. And I think part of that is the economy, but the other part is they had gotten so sky high during the time when used cars were so short and all the dealers were bidding each other uh, you know, outbidding each other to get cars because they didn't have any new ones. Well, now they got some new ones. And so it's have it's had an effect. Uh, they're still bringing more today than they were a year ago. So if people are thinking about trading and they've got to trade in, they really should, between now and the end of the year, jump on board and get on the, the trailing edge of the high-use car prices. That's Jerry Reynolds, the car pro here on Ask the Expert. Jerry, as always, thank you so much for the time. Thank you, guys. Good to see you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.